Hello and welcome back to Mainly Movies, the podcast where we mainly talk about movies. I'm your host, DJ, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Aaron. How's it going, man? It's going good, DJ. Today we are talking about Jurassic World 2 or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Or Jurassic Mansion. <laughs> yeah, I think that is more appropriate, actually, uh, <laughs> given the events in the movie. Um, so, I remember us talking about this a while ago, that our... I guess hype for this movie wasn't super high, but I think you mentioned your theater for this was pretty packed. Yeah, yeah, my showing was sold out, and this is on, like, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think lots of people went to see it. It's doing good in the box office, and honestly, I think with any movie going in with, like, not the highest of expectations usually works out pretty good, and I think it did for me on this one. Yeah, I, I think so too. I I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how if we've talked about how like into Jurassic World and just like dinosaurs and stuff we are before this. Were you like a dinosaur kid growing up? Uh no. I feel like I kind of like missed out on that. That was never my thing. I guess like you were more superheroes. Yeah, more superheroes, more just, like, space and other, like, nerdy pursuits. But I know that, like, dinosaurs are, like, a big thing that a lot of kids can get into. Um, But, yeah, I was never one of those. I I couldn't tell you, like, the majority of the names of the dinosaurs I saw on screen. (laughs) Yeah. So I know I had a dinosaur-themed birthday party. Maybe even more than one. But I think me and... Both of my brothers had a dinosaur party at some point, so I think it was just, like, a go-to, like, six- or seven-year-old theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but my little brother, Joel, was really the one that loved dinosaurs and would, like, tell us all about them. And any dinosaur names that I know are because he would just be, like, memorizing them and telling us facts about them. He was so into dinosaurs. Oh, okay, okay. But all that to say, like, these movies definitely, like, take aim at, like, kids loving dinosaurs. And they even, like, mention it explicitly as part of the plot in this one. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Kind of bridging that, uh, that love that a lot of people may have had as they were kids and, you know, are probably still interested now as adults or something like that, so... I guess that makes sense why there are so many families at my showing, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the families that have already seen Incredibles 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, uh, just box office-wise, I think they said this is the first time, or maybe the second time in history, that like a movie has done over $100 million, and then the next weekend another movie does over $100 million. I think that's only happened like one other time, so these are two huge movies yeah all these we've had a bunch of huge movies just back to back it seems like Mm -hmm. um or supposed to be huge movies sorry solo didn't make the cut (laughs) yeah gotta throw dirt on solo every chance we get dj yeah i've seen like articles being like hey solo's still making a lot of money i'm just like you you have to frame this though this is a star wars movie and it is 
It is ridiculous. It's a that failure. It is, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a failure. Speaking of money, though, I thought it was really interesting for Jurassic World made a unbelievable amount of money. It made $652 million when it came out in 2015. And the budget for that was 150 I thought it was really interesting for Jurassic World 2, they only upped the production budget to 170 And Yeah, usually think- they go like all out 250 300 million yes and i think it was really smart because i think they knew that the success they had from jurassic world i think they knew they couldn't get that sort of level of success again because yeah it's also it was kind of unprecedented it seems like they used it i mean that's still a huge budget for a movie but like of any movies like a dinosaur movie where there's a bunch of cgi going on these big action scenes and like huge explosions like you would think that would be the highest level of budget kind of movie so mm-hmm. the fact that they could kind of contain themselves somewhat i think i think we both agree that using a smaller budget effectively is much better than just blowing out the budget and going all out with everything yeah yeah totally i just thought it was a really smart move that they only up the budget 20 million from a movie that was such a success i could feel i feel like a studio exec could easily say oh yeah let's double the budget and see if we can double down on this success but i think a smarter person was just like hey this is great but we probably can't mimic this again (laughs) especially with so much competition during the summer yeah also really interesting with this one they released it in almost every country overseas well before they released it here I, wonder I don't know why if that's that just was. part of part of their strategy to make more money off of it or if they wanted like reviews to come in or what but I, don't know, I just think that's stra- usually US is first or towards the beginning of these big blockbusters but I mean this one opened like a month ago in some countries yeah I I don't know why I I'm pretty pretty siloed in what like and my view of what movies make so i usually only have like a decent uh understanding of what's going on domestically but i'm i mean i assume jurassic world is pretty popular overseas um it's already made 560 million dollars overseas oh boy okay (laughs) yeah so it's it's cranking okay well i did not know that but i guess i guess it makes sense well it's definitely turned a profit (laughs) yeah yeah for sure uh, okay, well, we can get into the movie now. Uh, spoilers, I guess we might have already spoiled some things. I don't know. But this podcast comes with spoilers, so... Yeah, that's just how we talk about things. So yeah, spoilers for Jurassic World getting to the movie. But yeah, overall, opinions of me... I I liked it. <laughs> I feel me like too. I feel like as we talk about it, there are going to be some definitely stupid, stupid things that we're going to hit. But overall... I was entertained and I had a fun time. So that, I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I think just different genres of movies come with different levels of like forgiveness Mm -hmm. of how stupid it can be. A movie that is entirely about dinosaurs is allowed to be stupid. So like, I think I forgive some things that I wouldn't forgive in a movie that's trying to be really gritty and realistic um, but we'll get to those things. And even like superhero movies, I'm more critical of just because there's all the backstory and everything. 
and you're cross-checking everything to make sure they didn't, like, uh, I don't know, they didn't go against themselves from, from some previous mm-hmm. movie. But these movies, it's just kind of like, do whatever you want, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think th- the important thing is they do it in, like, a fun way, because on the other side, it could also, like, teeter into, like, Transformers territory, or it's, oh, like, gosh. dumb, but, like, not fun. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think it can go wrong. <laughs> uh, we might have to review a Transformers movie this year, DJ. It's... Bumblebee. Oh, yeah, I guess Bumblebee is coming out. Apparently, Bumblebee is... People are saying that they don't think it's going to be, you know, utter garbage, but... Well... <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so getting into the movie... uh the opening scene where it's like rainy and dark and they're trying to harvest the thing. I thought this was really cool. Yeah, I did too. I felt it, this felt more than any other part, like classic Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like it's dark. You don't know what's going on. There's lots of suspense. There's even like the guy that doesn't know the dinosaurs behind him. Like it was all just like classic Jurassic Park beats. And so I thought I thought it was a really strong opening. Um, there's a guy trying to like close the gate when they get the tooth, and he's on the ladder. And the T Rex like grabs the ladder and is trying to yank down the helicopter. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is obnoxious," but I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's silly, but it's like fun at the same time. If you can just step back, I mean. Because, I mean, if you look at the details, it's just like, oh, he was just going to close those guys in <laughs> without contacting them first. And yeah. I feel like if you're going to an island of dinosaurs, you should be a little more, I don't know, aware of your surroundings, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it was still fun. These, these were people that were, like, stationed there, I thought. Like, part of that crew that, I don't know. They yeah they sure didn't seem aware of like the dangers of being on this island but that's all the time no one's ever aware that they should be more scared than they actually are yeah it's kind of just a I don't know a part of being in these Jurassic World movies I guess even though you know a ten ton dinosaur you would probably sense but it's I don't know I I enjoyed it too it really did bring me back to the more original Jurassic Park days when they couldn't, you know, afford to have a dinosaur fully lit on screen all the time. Yeah, that's true. And then so the meg- the huge Megalodon thing just jumps up and bites the guy off the ladder, which was, again, just really stupid. But it was like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I think it would have been more powerful if I... If we hadn't already seen that from, like, the last movie, I guess. Yeah, it was kind of like they've already done this move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then, so the Megalodon thing, like, escapes out the gate, and it doesn't seem like these people that got away in the helicopter, like, told anyone about this, like, I don't know, it just seems like there should have been, like, a heightened sense of fear at, like, after, <laughs> like, they they saw this giant thing come out of the water that they did not think was there, and then they just go back and act like everything's fine. I mean, I guess they couldn't tell anyone because they weren't really supposed to be there in the first place. But Yeah, I think this would have been a bigger you know, point of contention if the last events of this movie did not happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, that was my first thought while watching. I was like, oh, that is... I hope this isn't just, you know, skirted past. That is huge that this thing is just out in the wild now. Um, yep. Um, but that gets yeah, into I've a point Yeah, I've got some thoughts on that later. Right yeah, that's the end yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I did think we were going to see it more, like, throughout the movie. I thought the Negalodon was going to be there, but nope. Hmm. Um, yeah, so then we kind of, like, set up the plot for a little while, where we kind of reintroduce all the characters... And there's kind of like this political, like, activism strike, like, argument for, like, we need to save these dinosaurs because the island that the dinosaurs and, like, Jurassic World was on is on a volcano that's, like, about to erupt. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's, should we let them go extinct or should we save them and move them somewhere else? Because they're dinosaurs and dinosaurs have rights too, so we like meet this like activist group that's campaigning for that, which has Claire, and then our two new characters, Franklin and Zia. Uh, and there's like the Senate hearing with Jeff Goldblum, where he's kind of like warning against saving them and says they should all go extinct. Um, I I'm not sure how you felt about this, but I actually thought this was kind of interesting. I feel like if this was like you know a reflection on today's society i feel like there definitely would be opposing groups talking about do these you know genetically modified creatures do they have the right to live or because you know it could lead to the extinction of humanity should they just go and i mean yeah it's silly that it's on a volcano but i mean hawaii is still kind of erupting right now so i mean (laughs) stuff happens yeah I think initially I was kind of like not very excited. I I think anytime I see like a CNN ticker, I just kind of have like an involuntary reaction now of just like no, like I don't <laughs> want to get into like politics and any and, yeah. like, dinosaurs and politics just doesn't sound super interesting. But I think since they are doing it kind of in service of a sequel and like the questions this is going to raise. I think I am, like, okay with, like, the different thoughts that that brings up, like, should we actually save creatures like this? But, okay, so my, a couple questions here. Okay. One, did we know that we built Jurassic World on top of a volcano? Because Uh, even, even if the first movie hadn't happened and Jurassic World as a park was still up and running, this would still still be be an issue. Yes. Huh. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did we not know? Okay, uh, to play devil's advocate, maybe we knew, and that's why there weren't, like, any people there. Because they, there was a volcano there, so it's just like, oh, we can put these dangerous creatures here. But they're going to spend millions of dollars on a park? <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty paper thin. Uh, <laughs> that's all I have yeah. to defend the movie. I've, I've got a couple plot holes to point out. So, so there's that, and then kind of a lesser one, but like part of the political argument. Why couldn't we just save like all the friendly, nice dinosaurs and like let the dangerous ones die? And another thing, we genetically like made these things, right? Um, yes we can still do that right like we don't need those <laughs> I think so. i'm not i'm not sure how like aware the general population is of how these are created 
I mean, it seems but like, we didn't just, uh, like, find dinosaurs on an island. We made them. <laughs> I know. It seems like the doctor got... What's what's his name that's in all the movies? Uh, the Henry Wu. Henry Wu. Yeah, it seems like he kind of is the keeper of all these secrets. Mm-hmm. Because he says later when they're, like, selling the dinosaurs, like, if they get them, then they can recreate them. Like, they couldn't now because he kind of holds all the keys. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if like people don't know like if we could, but yeah, that is another point. Yeah, I feel like that would should be any person's first question. It's just like, oh well, that's sad, but it's not like we can't have dinosaurs anymore. Someone yeah, did. Yeah, couldn't it we just save Surely like we could do it the again. Brontosaurus and like be happy with it? Like, mm-hmm. why do we have to save the T Rexes and Raptors and all of this stuff? Well, that gets to the, my least favorite part of the movie was is this, and we'll get into it as the movie goes along. But the whole villain plot of using dinosaurs for military purposes, which okay, so uh, the director for this movie was the same director for Jurassic World One, right? Director was not the same. It, it wasn't, wasn't Colin Trevorrow, but Colin Trevorrow did write this movie. <sighs> okay, well, I feel like. I I feel like a main criticism of Jurassic World would have been the villainous plot to weaponize Velociraptors like that. It does come seem on, guys. a bit silly. And it feels like <laughs> he got that criticism and was just like, okay, but what if I double down <laughs> and we make another movie where, once again, the driving villainous plot is weaponizing these dinosaurs. And yeah, so I was reading some reviews afterwards. I wanted to see what people thought. And there was one that said, the motivations of the villain in this movie are like that of a Scooby-Doo villain. And I feel like that's pretty accurate. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to weaponize velociraptors. But, and yeah. It gets even sillier like when uh, it gets to like the auction part because the... What's the name of the new dinosaur, the Endoraptor, I want to say? Yes. Um, you have to use, like, a gun to, like, shoot, yeah. I guess, the laser at him. I was just like, oh, well, if you have to use it's a gun, laser just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like you have to point a gun at the target. It's like, if you could just pull the trigger yourself, then you're cutting out a middleman, which is a dinosaur. I don't... <laughs> But man, killing someone with a raptor is so much cooler than just shooting him. Oh, I, I mean, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> goodness. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's been uh, flushed out like how that would work exactly. But we might find out in the third one. Yeah, I, it just seems like Traro or whoever um, has a real fixation with velociraptors being used for nefarious combat. I thought we were going to get away from that more in this movie since that seems so prevalent in the first, but... I really do think we're going to get more of it in the next one, so strap in. Well, okay. Uh, But uh, back to where we were, what did you think of all the, I guess, the four kind of main characters? Uh, So Chris Pratt, uh, BDH, and then the two newcomers whose names I have forgotten. Franklin and Zia. Franklin and Zia, okay. Um, I really like the returning guys from the... Chris Pratt's great. We'll get to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, 
I'm fine with Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she does a fine job. Uh, Franklin was incredible. I loved Franklin. Do you disagree? I didn't love Franklin. (laughs) You didn't love Franklin? No. Oh, no. I, I will say about... About half of his lines I felt missed for me. Just... From the really? very beginning, whenever he meets meets with Chris Pratt and uh, Pratt's just like, uh, "Oh yeah, I rode through the jungle on a motorcycle with Velociraptor." He's just like, "We're not compatible." And he had a few lines like that where I knew it was supposed to be funny, and it just didn't work for me. Here's um, the deal: is I thought they were funny. I thought it was strange that in the movie he would say things like that, and then there were just crickets. Like, people would just stare at him dead-faced. Yes. Like, like what? Like, they don't laugh, they don't smile or smirk or anything, or, like, mm-hmm. look at him weird. They just look at him completely straight-faced, and they're just like, okay, that's a thing that you said. I just thought it was really strange, like, the comedy beats in this movie. But I, I thought his lines were really funny. Um, yeah, so I, I liked Franklin Zia. Seemed kind of expendable. She didn't really stand out to me at all yeah she was fine um i honestly thought she was gonna die but we'll get to that in a second um yeah jeff goldblum i think the trailers deceived me once again i thought he was <laughs> gonna be a bigger part of this movie same but i don't know why because in the trailer all he's doing is talking and sitting in the senate hearing and that's all he does here so i don't know why but i was expecting ass- more yeah you would assume that there is more than what is in the trailer but there was not um, yeah, yeah. I haven't looked to see if other people were disappointed in that because I think other people are very big Jeff Goldblum fans. <laughs> Could have been a disappointing factor. Yeah. So, so that's like our core for it. But then we we go to the mansion and meet. Oh, I thought this mansion just seemed so huge when they went, and it seems even bigger later. But like, so Claire meets Eli, who turns out to be the villain. And then she's walking around with him, and, like, the uh, maid lady comes out and then disappears. Mm -hmm. And then Benjamin Lockwood, this, like, rich guy that was friends with John Hammond, comes out on his wheelchair. And then he disappears into some door. And there's this girl that's hiding and running around. And then the maid comes. I'm just like, who? how many people are in this place? And, like, where are all these doors? (laughs) <laughs> they keep coming in and disappearing. I, it just, I don't know. I guess it was setting up for later in the movie when we're running around the same place. Well, they blew all that budget by exploding the island. They needed to keep the rest of the movie in one set. <laughs> in one giant mansion. Yeah. Yeah, so we learn they're going back to the island to like get the dinosaurs because someone wants to save them and bring them to a new island, but... Turns out it's more nefarious than that. But they really want the raptors, so that's why we gotta go get Owen, played by Chris Pratt. I thought his introduction was awesome. It was fantastic. As soon as he turns around, he's just like, do we gotta go somewhere for a beer, or did you bring one? It's just like, oh man. Yeah. And he's just like building his own house, like in front of a lake. I'm like, he's got all the money and time in the world. He's just like, not a care. Just hammering away, singing songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah and then they too. go to the bar, 
and that was great and super funny. But I feel like after this, like he didn't get as many jokes. Like, yeah, he, was more he gets of the, a like serious he gets guy. a few, but he's more having to like run and such afterwards. So yeah, I guess um, I just expect Chris. This is like one of his more serious roles somehow. Is the dinosaur <laughs> man? Yeah. But I always expect him to just be wheeling and dealing with the jokes. Uh, yeah, I yeah, still so, thought it was funny, though. So we um, got our squad. They get in the helicopter. Uh, Franklin makes his not-compatible joke that DJ hated. I, that joke was a moment <laughs> where I feel like I was on the fence about that character. And that joke in the moment, I was like, I'm not going to like this dude. And Okay, what about when he pulled out the bug spray? That was pretty no. funny. It nope. wasn't. <laughs> I, and I, I didn't like how he was just like, oh, is it the T-Rex? Is it the T-Rex? I was just like, I don't know what your fixation with the T-Rex is, man, but there are other dangerous like dinosaurs around. I just, I didn't think it was funny. I, and I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I'm a party pooper right now. <laughs> but of course the T-Rex is what you're going to be scared of. You're not going to be in there like, is it the Pachycephalosaurus? Yeah, I just, it felt like an odd specification to only be worried about the T-Rex when they were attacked by something that wasn't a T-Rex. Yeah, so they get to the island, uh, they're going to the radio tower to locate the dinosaurs. We meet this mean military dude whose name I don't remember. Yeah, he was basically like Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) Uh, Ken Wheatley. I don't know if they ever said his name. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Yeah, so he's like the like military hunter dude that seems to be in all of these movies. Uh, they get out to look at the like Brachiosaurus, and this is where like Zia, the vet girl, is like super excited, and she's like, "Oh, I just love looking at dinosaurs," and I'm like, "Well, that's gonna get you in trouble at some point." Well, but. yeah, I think this is the moment where I really liked her character, though, honestly, because it says that she's a paleo veterinarian, but she's never actually seen a dinosaur in real life. And then to see this, you know, huge creature just right before your eyes, I think that's I think that was pretty cool. And I think it kind of sets up a really emotional moment later when they're leaving the island. OK, so you can email us at mainlymoviespod at gmail dot com and tell us if you're Team Franklin or Team Zia. DJ's obviously Team Zia. I'm on Team Franklin. I am really surprised that you're on Team Franklin. Really? Because I, I I loved Franklin. I thought really? he was awesome. Yeah, I thought Man. he was great. They go up to the radio tower and they're like hacking in and the uh, Ken dude is like, hurry up, tiger. And then he like unlocks it and he's like, go ahead, tiger. And I thought that was funny. I didn't hate that one. Okay, okay, you liked Tiger. <laughs> one point, Team Franklin. Uh, yeah, so then he gets into the system, and they're, like, tracking down. So they go to they go to find the Velociraptors. Yeah, so, okay, so they find Blue, and Chris Pratt is, like, calming it down and everything. Yes. This is where I thought the trailer revealed a little too much. Agreed. Because there's the slow-mo, like, he's reaching out, and it's like, what's going to happen? And it turns out a lot of the, like, super suspenseful moments in the movie 
were in the trailer because you know this raptor's about to like scream and look off camera mm-hmm. and you kind of put the pieces together that it's going to be freaking ken shooting it with a dart so yeah that, that one was kind of ruined for me I think they showed that whole scene in, like, one of the later trailers. Like, they show military people coming around, like, surrounding Blue and Chris Pratt in one of the later trailers, they I'm might sure. Have, which so. just seems odd. It's like, I don't know why they needed to show that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems strange. Yeah, so it turns out Ken and Eli and this whole thing, like, have this plan. They want to, like, forcefully capture these dinosaurs because they want to sell them. Um, and Ken's, like, the hunter that can make it happen. So they shoot Chris Pratt with the dart. I thought his, like, waking up scene later where he's rolling away from the lava was kind of just strange. Oh, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Interesting. I, I could tell, like, it was kind of funny, but it was also just like, okay, like, he's got lava and he's, like, pretending to be paralyzed. I, I just, it was a little too much. It, I thought it was pretty funny. It worked for me because, I mean, like, it was too early in the movie. I knew he wasn't going to die, but it was just funny seeing him squirm around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our good friend Franklin and Claire oh are trapped in the, the little radio tower. And the dinosaur comes out, which was once again revealed in the trailers. I That's true, but I think... Some of the shots for the dinosaur, like, coming down the tube, like, the red light flashing behind it that as was it cool. was getting closer. That was really cool imagery. I thought that was neat. So, even though the actual reveal and, you know, getting Franklin's hilarious girly scream were in the trailer. I, yep. I thought it was great. It's like... What? Really? Yeah. I thought most people would scream like a girl if they saw a dinosaur that's about <sighs> to eat them. You just would. You wouldn't let out some manly yell and, like, try to punch it or something. You would scream like a girl and run away. I agree, but I wish I hadn't seen that in the trailer, and I wish I hadn't heard him do it multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. man. And where he's, like, trying to wrestle away the chair from the dinosaur. I just thought Mm -hmm. it was really funny. Yeah, so they they narrowly escape this. I I don't know the names of the dinosaurs, TJ. Okay, that makes me feel a lot better. Uh, uh, it is I, a I baryonyx. A what? Okay. A baryonyx, your favorite dinosaur. I don't know what that is. It's somebody's favorite dinosaur, though. So sorry if we've offended your dinosaur, but we don't know things. <laughs> yeah. So now the volcano's blowing up. And this all happened much faster than I thought it would. It which did. I kind of thought this was going to be the whole movie. Same. But I think I'm happy it happened early because we knew it was going to explode from the trailers. Like, we knew Chris Pratt was going to be running away. So I'm kind of glad that we got to that point earlier rather than later. You know what I mean? Like, we knew it was going to happen eventually. Rather it happened sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris Pratt, all, all the good guys basically meet up. And they're running away from the the volcano exploding with all these dinosaurs running around them, somehow not getting trampled. I thought it looked really cool still, impractical, but, you know, just running, yeah, trying yeah. to... All these dinosaurs in panic was... I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and they find the gyrosphere that we had in the first one. 
and only two of them can get in because they don't want to like squeeze. I don't know why. Chris no, 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 no. See, that's what I thought was going to happen. It, I think the dinosaur, uh, Claire and Franklin got in, and Chris Pratt was uh, going to try, but then that dinosaur was like moving around him, and it shut on him. It looked like it did, but he was outside for a little while. I, well, I guess I it was mean, there's a dinosaur, tell. though. <laughs> it was hard to tell because the entire thing is made of glass and you can't really see yeah. it. Yeah. It looked like he wanted to get inside, though, and just wasn't able to. Yeah. Did the gyrosphere have power, or did it just roll down the hill? Um, I think it just rolled. I okay. Because I was going to say, if it had power, I'm very disappointed we didn't get another Jimmy Fallon video. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gotta yeah, cross over been... those NBC Universal properties. I was wondering why they chose Fallon of all people. That's because he's NBC. Okay, okay. It's owned by the same company. Um, Synergy. Yeah. So, so you got the gyrosphere and Chris Pratt while the T Rex is fighting the. Uh, looking for the name of that dinosaur. I don't know what it is. Yeah, another big scary carnivore. Yeah, but the T-Rex wins and just, like, poses. Like, I swear the T-Rex is just made to, like, pose now. That's what it seems, and I I don't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> it's like it's glam shot, just like, mm-hmm. I'm a T-Rex. I'm going to roar in front of this volcano. I'm going to time it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. It was a movie shot, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So then we got everyone running away. They fall off the cliff. They should have died here. Like, there's like hot lava falling from the sky. They shouldn't have survived that, but eh. whatever. The whole escape scene I thought was pretty interesting, though. They did kind of like a continuous shot take of like inside the bubble as the water started to fill in. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because Chris Pratt like came down and had to go back up for air. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I, I did think like. I don't know how they shot this. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's um, just not like an afterthought I was expecting to have in a Jurassic World movie. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, they ended up safe. They probably shouldn't have, but movie. Yeah. Problem here, though. So Franklin loses his glasses. Doesn't get them back the rest of the movie. I don't think they like referenced this at all. Or did I miss it? But, like, did he not need those glasses? I don't know. Um, I think you were paying more attention to Franklin than I was. <laughs> I was. Team Franklin. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they mentioned but it. But, like, any. they didn't make, they could have made, like, one joke, like, he can't see the computer screen or something, but, like. Yeah, I have him, nope, like, really close fine. to it. Hmm. So, I guess they were just for fashion. <laughs> maybe that's franklin's style um yeah so then they go and kind of see that there's this whole operation to get all these dinosaurs loaded on this boat which it seems like they decided to load them all up at the exact same time right as the volcano was exploding yeah they should have been doing this beforehand because i think the only one they couldn't get was blue right that was yeah that's what i that's what i thought and it would have made getting the other ones a little easier if they already had maybe they needed the tracking unit that uh um 
BDH had to like put into the computer so that they could find other dinosaurs. I, let's say it was that because that's less stupid. They didn't find any of them though. Well, maybe you know they didn't want to lose people just charging through the force, so they wanted to make maybe. sure they could get the ones they wanted. Maybe, I'm doing. DJ. I'm really fighting for the movie's cause <laughs> here, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So they load up all these dinosaurs onto one boat. Uh, and put them in like shipping crates, which apparently can hold dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, couple questions. Okay. One: Why are all the dinosaurs like slightly sedated? They're all like pretty knocked out, but still kind of awake. Like, why don't they ever just knock them out? I don't. I mean, anesthesia is a tricky subject, so maybe they don't have that like down pat for some of these dinosaurs. But if it's like waking up, just give it another one, right? Yeah, yeah, that that is what you would do. Because <laughs> they're just they got like a half awake T Rex in there and a half awake Stegosaurus. It's just like just knock them out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Another question. Why are all of the flying dinosaurs still on this island? Maybe they're not like long flight dinosaurs, like they're more used to bursts, or they're just used to like riding air currents rather than actually like flapping a lot. I don't think that's true. Um, These are some once again solid explanations, hard. DJ, but I'm not buying it. I'm not yeah, buying that I don't, dinosaur... I don't think you should, because <laughs> I don't yeah. even know how they would catch the majority of those. Yeah, because like in, uh, I think it was Jurassic Park 3, they at least had him in like an aviary. And in Jurassic World, they were in an aviary. Mm-hmm. So it's like they, they couldn't escaped. leave. But now it's like, I think they said they're like, what is it, 60 miles from Costa Rica or something? Oh, like, I don't remember. It's like, I think they could make it that far, but... Yeah, that was another problem. So our team gets in a truck and jumps off of this. I don't. Yeah, when you said you had problems, I assumed it was going to be about that sequence. (laughs) The jump. uh, Somehow they like, I don't know how they. There wasn't a ramp. They just went off the edge of the dock and somehow went up. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, made it onto the boat. Just barely. Okay. I will say, the next scene where you see, like, the, uh, what is it, a Brachiosaurus, I want to say, from my limited dinosaur knowledge. uh, Oh, yeah, where it's, yeah. uh, Seeing, like, the silhouette of it getting enveloped by all the smoke and ash and just, I don't know. I thought that was a really powerful scene, honestly. Uh, It was pretty sad. And it also kind of makes it clear, like, they only saved a certain number of species. mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they saved one of the Brachiosauruses. So, it's like that's the last we'll ever see of that, supposedly. Yeah, so I I thought that was really powerful. Um, But again, uh, slightly undercut because part of me was like, well, someone built this once. Yeah, yeah, they can do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Yeah, so we got everyone on this boat filled with dinosaurs. There's this whole thing where we've got to, like, get blood from a T-Rex to give it to the raptor because Blue was hurt and needs to be revived. Which I thought was a little silly that, like, only the T-Rex works. But this was a fun scene where Chris Pratt and Claire are trying to mount the T-Rex or whatever. mm -hmm. Yeah, silly, but more importantly, I think it was fun. 
Yeah. But once again, like, Chris Pratt, like, tucks and rolls through the open mouth of the T-Rex at the end. That was in the trailers, so I, like, knew what was happening. Yeah. I just don't know why they put, like, all the coolest moments in the trailers. Like, people I don't know either. what they're going to get in a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, they don't need to see this type of detail, I don't think. I'm just slowly growing more and more against trailers of any kind. Other than, like, the title of the movie and the release date with, like, mm-hmm. a few notes of music, maybe. I feel like you shouldn't have to do that, though. I feel like studios should just get better at releasing trailers. <laughs> but yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I feel like they're getting worse. Yeah. Okay, so we're on this uh, boat heading home, and the group's together, but Franklin, as they're getting off, gets like pulled into the like guards group. And he's got, like, this big bundle of rope and just looks completely horrified. And they're like, he's not going to make it. <laughs> I was like... I thought that was funny. Team Franklin. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, so, I guess we should flash back to, like, the villain side plot that's been happening this whole time at the mansion. Which... I understand it needed to be set up, but parts of it felt slow. It just some yeah, of the, like, I just wasn't I wasn't super into the whole like villain plot or anything. Okay. And I really think like the plots for Jurassic Park movies aren't as much of the it's the dino like you want to see dinosaurs. Yes, yes, that is why people are there. Um, um, so, but they but, do set up. We've got like this. Uh, like super wealthy auctioneer guy which i thought he was like more than that but he's actually just the guy that like auctions off the dinosaurs yeah but also this his whole like interaction with mills was weird because mills was just like the dinosaurs are gonna be here and then the auctioneer was just like oh well i can't be like waiting around for this this and this i was like these are dinosaurs what could you possibly be more Yeah, he acts like in? he has something better to be doing. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? That makes he's no like, sense. Oh, ten, he's like, 10 million's a slow Tuesday or whatever. I'm like, okay, dummy. Yeah, I was like, how often are you selling dinosaurs? I do not understand how you can be so flippant about this transaction. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that was a little... And his name was uh, Gunner Eversol. Which like no Are one. Are you making that, that up? <laughs> nope. Someone made it up though. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. And that's just no one's name ever. <laughs> if there is an Eversol family out there, they're never gonna name their kid Gunner. Mm. Terrible name. Um. Yeah. So I think they they talk about so they have this new. Of course, they've made a new dinosaur. Haven't learned. Why do we keep doing time. this? Why? Because this is, yeah, that's the whole thing about Jurassic Park is people never learn. Well, okay, okay. So they made a new dinosaur. Why, why, why did we need these other dinosaurs? We can still make dinosaurs. That's true. I, I'm confused. Yeah, I think the genetics and like cloning thing is a little unclear of, so, also, they say, they're talking about this new di- the Indoraptor, this yes. new dinosaur, and a little later on, they like wheel it out to auction it off, 
I didn't realize we already had one. Same. <laughs> like, why did we have to go get the tooth of the Indo T-Rex or whatever? Indo... I forget Indominus what Rex. Indominus Rex. Why did they have to get that tooth if we already have one? Because they to make the Indoraptor, they had to make they had to like fuse the Indominus Rex DNA and Velociraptor DNA. I'm confused by this because in the first movie, it is revealed that the Indominus Rex already has Raptor DNA. So, but they're doing it this time. They're doing it with Blue because Blue's like the best one, right? But they have. I I think the plan was to make a perfect Indoraptor using Blue's DNA, but. Um, the one that they made right then was like a prototype. But all you needed to do was like point your fancy gun and it followed the direction. So I don't understand what you else you were expecting to get. And also they wanted Blue's DNA because it's responsive to commands. I, like. I know. It, just, was, it was a little so. They, they really yeah. forced the explanation to get to this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just confused as to how we already had this dinosaur because it really sounded like, oh, we need to get these dinosaurs here in order to make this. Yeah, it's like the same night they've already got this thing. Yeah, they've had it for a little while at least. So I don't know. Um, yeah, so they get there. Uh, Chris Pratt and Claire are trapped. They get put in a cage. Mm hmm. And they slowly start selling these dinosaurs off. And then we get, like, a little, like, montage of they're selling a bunch of them while Chris Pratt is getting this, uh... Stigamolic is the name of that dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> to, like, butt its head against the wall and break through. Which, you've got these dinosaurs in your basement. Why are their cages still made out of, like, bricks and iron bars? Yeah. Like, have we not learned that, like, just a normal cage doesn't contain... I just... I don't understand how you think that, like, your cages are ever going to hold dinosaurs. And also, uh, two things real quick. So, the bad guy in Mills, he kills that old man. So, we know it's yeah. in his, like, capacity to kill people. I do yeah. not understand why he only locks up Chris Pratt and BDH, but I was fine because I wanted them to escape, of course. Um... And then two, was it me or were these dinosaurs selling for like a remarkably lower price than you would think? Yeah, <laughs> like, they were like two million dollars. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, hold up. <laughs> these are like real dinosaurs. I I would think we would get much, much higher than that. Um, I don't know. Seems strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Price seemed a little low. Yeah. And also Mills, like, he basically ran this dude's company, like, I in this mansion. I assume he already had millions of dollars. He seemed pretty well off. And by, yeah. like, killing the dude, he could have had some plot to, like, take over the rest of his fortune or whatever. Mm -hmm. If he was fine doing that. Yeah. But he really wanted to, like... Or just that, like... wait, the dude didn't look very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couple plot holes in this one, DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I knew we were going to find them as we went through. Still fun overall. I know. The plot holes were in service of getting us, like, these fun set pieces, though. Mm -hmm. So that made it okay. And I'll say as a whole, I think this movie felt like kind of a filler between the first one and where they want to be with the third one. Yep. 
So, and I'm okay with that, and I was happy with what we got for it. I think there have been much worse between movies made before. True, true. Um, but yeah, again, pretty dumb on a lot of fronts on some of the plot holes, but I made it through. Yeah, um, it's it's a fun time. So uh, Chris Pratt, BDH, they escape because of the dinosaur and then meet up with what we find out, Maisie is a clone of... Yeah, this is a little later, but oh, I wasn't super interested in her until then, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Did anything, like... Were you, like, clued into the fact that she was a clone? No. I mean, okay. there's the whole thing of, like, she looks like her mother, but it's like, yep, kids look like their parents. <laughs> yeah. That's I, a thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, revealed that she's a clone, uh, which brings a whole bunch of other like moral questions into it. And I don't know, just like we had again, it's like we have this cloning power, but we only use it in these like certain instances to do certain things. Yeah, it's just kind of strange if you really think about it. Yeah, it, it is a little strange. Yeah, so we got those three. Uh, they bring out the Indoraptor at the auction room. Things go terribly wrong because the uh, Stigamolic, don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, uh, gets into that room and starts just like throwing people, just like headbutting them across the room. That was pretty funny. I it was it was fun scene. They were like flying slightly too far. Yep. And it was it was just it was just funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So while that's happening, Chris Pratt like uses the distraction to like punch his way. Yeah. Over okay. To the <laughs> I loved this scene. I did too. It is one long scene where this guy who Chris Pratt like in this movie he's been capable, but he turns into a superhero right here. He, he punches, does. He like, just starts four or five guys getting across. It's amazing. He beats a guy with a face tattoo, which is like I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't either. We hadn't seen these skills beforehand. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a scrolling shot of him just like punching his way to the lever to like stop them from returning the dinosaur while like the endoraptor is like lit up in this cage like roaring and like thrashing around and then in the background there's like the uh, little guy just like headbutting everyone. I just thought that whole scene was great. It was like yeah, all the me like, too dumb fun that like dinosaurs can be in a movie yep that that scene pretty much was the embodiment of why i wanted to see this movie <laughs> yep yeah so he prevents them from like selling off the indoraptor and like shipping it out uh and then everyone kind of like flees the room i forget where does chris pratt go we don't know what do you mean? I, I don't think it shows us because I, so I he, remember he like stops being the thing, but yeah, and then the room's empty. Yeah, and then he okay. reconvenes with uh, Bryce and Maisie. Okay, so he just assumed that this raptor was fine in the cage there, but so then uh, Crocodile Dundee comes back in the room and just like shoots the Endoraptor twice with his little uh, toxic dart things and thinks he's good to go because he's got this whole side plot of he likes to harvest dinosaur teeth to make a necklace 
<laughs> I, I in the beginning, I legit thought he was doing this to like preserve some DNA to like make more dinosaurs for a better it reason turns out, than a necklace. Yeah, I, yeah, it was just he wanted a necklace or something or a memento. So he said necklace. He said this will be great necklace? on my necklace. Oh yes. no. Oh well, I. Tr- I, why am I fighting so hard to legitimize the dumb things in this movie? I don't know. DJ, I like this movie. <laughs> like I, <laughs> None of these things made this a bad movie for me. It was just like dumb stuff that happened. Yeah. Because it's a dinosaur movie. Um, yeah, so he's trying to yank out this tooth and it's like obvious this thing isn't under. And then that Indoraptor like smiles... It has like a smirk on its face, which I was, that was a little too much for me. It was almost a fourth wall break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty silly, but it like cl- opens its eye when he looks away and then closes it when he looks back and like smiles a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he's just having fun. And then of course this guy gets destroyed. Um, Okay, so from this point on, we kind of just have, like, dinosaur chase around the mansion. Yeah, I don't know how to really describe it, honestly. I'll just say I got pretty tired of all of the, like, close calls after a while. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you want that in a Jurassic Park movie, but it was, like, every single scene was like, oh, this dinosaur's coming, oh, we just got away just in time, like... There's the group on the elevator that, like, the door closes just in time, but then it, like, reopens behind him. Uh, there's Chris Pratt and friends, like, hiding under the Triceratops skull, and they, like, make a run for it and get away mm-hmm. just in time, climbing up the stairs. And then they're, like, in that diorama thing. And, like, the power comes back on, and, like, somehow this giant log falls on top of them, so they, like, barely escape. And there's the girl that runs up, and she, like, hides in the, uh, wine elevator. What's, there's a name for those things. Dumbwaiter. There it is. She, like, pulls down the door just to, it was just, everything was like, oh, just in time. They just got away. Yeah, I, I feel like this uh whole like just sequence went on like a little too long because i did watching it i was like okay i i was ready for something to happen besides close miss close miss close miss and especially like Maisie when she went and like just got in her bed i was like what are you doing that was dumb that was like you've been fairly confident for like competent for a child so far but why didn't you just stay in the dumb later (laughs) i know and then like she's in her bed and she doesn't even like hide under she just like sits there with like some of the sheets pulled up mm-hmm. and this will say which again this scene was in the trailer i don't know why this scene was in the trailer because it kind of like ruined that they were gonna be in for some reason in the trailer i thought like oh this is like a dream sequence or something of like this kid in a bed with a dinosaur hand like reaching towards her but, like, did we need this? Like, Raptor yeah. opens the window lock to break into this room. And once it does, it gets, like, at the foot of the bed. It positions itself there and then reaches out toward, like, what? Why is it doing this? I don't know. 
I this this was dumb to me. Just really dumb. So it's like reaching out and then Chris Pratt comes in just in time with the gun. But I thought he had like the specific gun that like would make no, it like had attack a... whatever. Yeah, but he just had a trank gun. Yeah. Which did nothing. Which doesn't for work some on reason. this apparently. Yeah. It's immune. And then we get Blue comes up and we get this raptor versus indoraptor fight in a child's bedroom that is mm-hmm. something I never needed to see. <laughs> like getting Well, you kind of against... couldn't see because it was so dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this part the the raptor versus indoraptor battles for me were a little transformers-ish of yeah, like couldn't you didn't tell know what was going, going on. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when you said that earlier, that's what I thought of. Yeah. All that was missing was the whoop whoop whoop. <laughs> <sighs> so good. But uh, what do you think of the Indoraptor engine, like the design of it? I don't know enough about dinosaurs to be more afraid of an Indoraptor than a regular raptor. <laughs> the the thing that told you it was scary was that it was black with a yellow streak. I, I guess, but I mean, if, if they both look pretty terrifying to me, uh, <laughs> it's long nails and it doing its little clicking thing. I thought was interesting. I guess, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the uh, Indominus Rex was scarier for me in the last mm-hmm. movie. Because, like, there's the part in Jurassic World where it starts making, like, the raptor noises, and it's just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And this one didn't really... This one was just, like, I don't know, just wanted to hunt people down. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. This whole last sequence was kind of lackluster for me. Uh, like, it was... It was semi-thrilling. I'll put it like that. It's like, after so many near misses, I think you kind of undercut the tension you were trying to build, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if they were like trying to play into a fear of like, oh, what if dinosaurs were in my house? Which I just I've never thought of that. <laughs> you might now. <laughs> I guess. I don't know if it's like trying to like make kids like have bad dreams or something. I don't I don't know what the purpose was. It just seemed like a really strange setting. Huh. But so they lure the Indoraptor out onto the roof and like mm-hmm. use the what what was the uh, the acoustic gun? Yeah, the sonic gun thing. Yeah. Do do they have to shoot it at a person? No, I don't think so. Like, That's why I was just like, just get the gun, it? shoot it at a wall. Yeah. <laughs> like she aims it at Chris Pratt, and it's like all dramatic that like oh. It's gonna go for. I was like, just aim it at like the glass so it'll jump through, or like off of the house so it'll kill itself. Like, mm-hmm. there's other ways to do this, but they did it in the most dramatic way possible. Yeah, and I was like, you kind of lucked out that this thing jumped up instead of just went straight at him. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. then it falls through the blue comes out and fights it, and it falls through the glass ceiling and gets impaled on the triceratops horns, which was like yeah. another like. This is a Jurassic World scene of just like dinosaur impaled with the uh, Velociraptor standing on top. They just love like posing the dinosaurs. 
Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, but also just like, it's not what would happen. But the no, day is but, saved. Uh, yeah, day is saved and kind of just expedite things. I, the four main characters end up in like a control room because for whatever reason, this underground layer has some toxic, to- like, I didn't Did know they say what, what was is? going on here. There's a yeah, there's a gas that was like released, and so these dinosaurs are gonna die if they leave them in the cages. And Claire's about to let them all out, and Chris Pratt like talks her down, but then Clone Girl comes up and just releases all the dinosaurs into the world because she's like, okay, they're like me. So, what is your thought about? Because this whole movie, I guess. It does feel kind of like a setup for what the it's supposed to. Yeah, they, they had to get, to get dinosaurs to be released in the the mainland. That's what they wanted to do. So for that reason, like I'll forgive some things, but this was really dumb. <laughs> it was just really dumb. I want to go back real quick. I missed okay. another good Franklin line. Oh boy, where Franklin was like, "You guys good?" And they're like, "Yep, you." And he's like, "Nope." I thought it was funny. That was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Team Franklin. I just... uh... He was great. Uh, Okay, but... So they released the dinosaurs. Once again, why didn't they just release the nice dinosaurs? Well, in this situation, they were all like, well, wait, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the T-Rex in its cage. Hmm. Why would you release that? Because they were like going and showing like the red lights turning to green as they unlocked each of the cages. I was waiting for them to get like T-Rex or like the carnivores that are like dangerous and just be like, nope, we'll leave those in there. Mm Mm-hmm. But now we've got to free all of them. So they all stampede out and of course kill the villains on their way out. Yeah, I didn't even need to see that, really. We knew what was happening. <laughs> well, um, we got another T-Rex pose in front of the mansion. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, it's all it's good for now. I think it's an interesting concept getting to the point where it's like a Planet of the Apes type of, like, how are we going to coexist with dinosaurs? But leaving it up to this little clone girl and then saying, like, they have a right to live like me. Like, no, these yeah, are dangerous dumb. creatures. <laughs> and also, they didn't know as Ark, these guys. Like, they didn't get two of each, did they? I don't think so, but they have that, like, suitcase of genetic stuff, which is, like, they can just but, make more. Yeah, I was like, so, if they had that the whole time, if they got that from the island, they could just make more. Whatever, it, it semantics at this point. The Jurassic World is now a Jurassic World. It feels like these movies have been building to that title for, <laughs> and uh, that uh, Gold Bloom gives at the end, saying this is now Jurassic World, which I think would have hit harder if these two movies weren't already named Jurassic World. <laughs> it just makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, I saw something where uh, Colin Trevorrow that wrote both of these and the third one said he wanted to name each of the three like completely different things, like Jurassic World, Jurassic something else, which. I assume this was going to be Jurassic Mansion, because I don't know what else you would have called it. Yeah. But I just thought that was kind of interesting, because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom 
it's kind of a clunky title, and I don't it really is. know like which kingdom has fallen. Ours, like, maybe. Yeah, I, I, that's but, what I don't. Is it saying that like our kingdom falls because the dinosaurs are here, or is it? The, but it hasn't yet. Their kingdom <laughs> fell because the volcano blew up. Yeah, it's ambiguous and not great. Yeah, so we get we get some like ending scenes of like what the dinos are up to in the world. Yeah. Um. We get the giant water dinosaur, which I was gonna say. Does this mean that Meg is actually a Jurassic World movie? Whoa. That would be awesome. <laughs> but the dino fans would tell you that's not actually a megalodon. It's a mosasaurus. And oh. the movie is not named Moss. So. Well, the Meg's we a might better, be out of luck. is a better title. Um, but that might be the best potential sequel since we had Life being a potential Venom movie. Uh, that would have been cool. Been yeah. Cool. Um, oh. Yes, yeah, so we get that one. We get. Uh, the T-Rex just roaring at a lion. <laughs> yeah. Which was like, why? <laughs> why is this happening? Yeah, that felt kind of like a parody of like a Jurassic Park movie. It'd be like, oh, what would... I don't know. The king of the jungle and the king of... I don't... Dinosaurs, I guess. Be like interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, we get Blue looking over Los Angeles, I think. Um, somewhere, I'm not too sure. I think it, I think it was Los Angeles, like, I don't know. I think that's where he was. Um, and then did you stay till the end of the credits? I absolutely did not. Oh, you missed a pretty great after credits scene. Oh, no. <laughs> there were some pteranodons landing on the Eiffel Tower in Vegas. And that's it. Is that significant? Nope. It's just okay. more dinosaurs in another location. <laughs> Which, it was like, out of all of these, like, any of the other ones would have been cooler after the credits. It's like, why is, like, Vegas the, like, oh, no. <laughs> They're in Vegas, too? Yeah, I'm just confused about how many dinosaurs escaped, or if we, like, if someone didn't have the foresight to, like genetically modify these things so that they're be like sterile so that they don't get out of control yeah because i'd say it was like i don't know 25 or 30 maybe it seemed like that's what i thought i didn't think it was like a ton and like you said i don't think they know as arctic so it didn't seem like there was breeding potential yeah so it seems like this problem could die out pretty quick yeah, <laughs> it seems like, hey, just let time run its course, uh, and I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, they might wreak some havoc for a while, but I'm sure we can hunt them down. Yeah, yeah. I don't There's know. only I'm... one T-Rex out there. I think we could handle that, maybe, as a nation. <laughs> yeah, I am very curious to see where they go with it in the third one. Uh, do we have like an estimated release date yet? Uh, I want to say it's June of 2021. That feels very far away. We're going to be wondering for a long time. But the first Jurassic World was three years. It's three years between them. Really? So it's, I keep yeah, thinking it's it was only two years ago for some reason. It was 2015. 
Hmm. So, well, that's Jurassic Mansion. Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, we poked some fun at it, but it's a big dumb dinosaur movie, so I think that's to be expected. Yeah, I think Franklin really saved this movie for me. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I found Zia just so much more interesting. Really? Yeah. Because I just feel like I knew who she was and what she was going to do. Franklin was unexpected. It's like, I didn't think he was going to say that. He's a crazy Maybe guy. Maybe he shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's all right. That's all right. Good movie. Yeah. I give it, it a it thumbs up. It was a fun up. time. Yeah. I'm a little surprised at how low the ratings are for it, though. I am, too, which is why I I never know what to expect whenever <laughs> we start a, a, an episode. I'm always afraid you're going to be in, like, the complete opposite corner. <laughs> I am Team Franklin, but, yeah, oh, we're usually, it seems like we're usually in pretty similar stances. I can't remember the last time we hard disagreed on a movie. Um. I feel like there's like annihilation, but that was like after the yeah. fact, really. Yeah. And even then, it's still I haven't like quite decided where I wanted it in my mind. So it's more. On it's me, a great really. movie. Yeah, but it's only uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom only fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty-two percent audience score. That which, seems even low for audience scores, huh? Yeah, and I feel like I've been seeing more things recently about people manipulating scores on rotten tomatoes both critics and audience but critics too like yeah critics to pay yeah somehow hmm. uh but like why who has anything against like jurassic world like i get the like super fan bases of like star wars and marvel and dceu movies yeah but it, it jurassic seems world seems pretty benign you wouldn't go out of your way to modify it lower like, I think the thing is, like, when uh, The Last Jedi's critic score was super high and the audience hated it. And then the audience score started to go up and they found out it was all, like, fake accounts that had just been created. Mm. It's like people didn't really like it that much, but it's like 62% seems pretty low for this one for me. How much uh, did the first Jurassic World do? If you've got those numbers up. I will look. This isn't being helpful at all. I don't know what they're going to call the third one, though. I saw something that said Jurassic World War. No way. <laughs> I feel like I saw on Reddit someone suggested it's going to be Jurassic World Extinction, and it's going to be, like, humanity, like, trying to, like, stay alive or whatever. But, like we've discussed, I don't feel like enough dinosaurs escape for that to be a problem, really. Yeah. Do you think they're going to weaponize raptors to hunt down the other dinosaurs? I cannot believe that that was another thread in this movie. I cannot believe that that they're this had sure to happen. They're going to weaponize the raptors. Um, why? <laughs> I do not understand the, the 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 focus on these raptors like this. I don't either. Uh, Jurassic World critic score seventy one, audience score seventy eight. So not super high, really. Huh. But, I mean, we did poke a ton of holes in it, so I can see people just not getting on board with that, but... Yeah, but, just, like, all the things we pointed expect. out... 
Yeah, all the things we pointed out are not the reasons you go to see a Jurassic World movie. Like, you're going for, like, the fun, just all-dropping aspect of having these gigantic creatures interact with each other and humans on screen. I felt like the majority of that was done very competently. I feel like that long sequence at the end in the mansion was a little much. Uh, I feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot, but still, I think they did it successfully. Yeah, and we got plenty of dinosaurs. Like, I feel like your only complaint could be, like, not enough dinosaurs, poorly animated dinosaurs, dinosaurs doing things that dinosaurs shouldn't do, which they kind of did in this one. Mm-hmm. But, like, dinosaurs being a little too smart. But they've, like, explained that as, like, they've bred, like, a smart version of a raptor. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm done talking about this one, DJ. Yeah, I, I, I think I am, too. Uh <laughs> I think that's okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, do we have anything coming up next week? I've got something for you next week, DJ. Oh, uh, what's up? Top 10 movies of Q2 2018. Oh, wow, that is next week. Oh, man, I, I, I'm i not going to lie, I almost forgot. <laughs> it's already the end of Q2. Yeah, it's the end of so Q2. We've got so a, we haven't done a list in a little bit, DJ. I know. So, yeah, we'll have to do that. Listeners, we like to do, um, like, our top ten movies of the quarter, just because I feel like a lot of lists, they try and go back over the entire year, and I feel like there are usually a lot of movies that are at least pretty decent and worth the second, like, bit of discussion that might get brushed over if you wait until the end of the year, so we like to break it into quarters. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Q2. Uh, I'm pretty positive I've seen more than 10 movies, so I think I should be able to make a list this time around. And I think you have yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm going to try to see Sicario, Day of the Soldado, and maybe Uncle Drew before we record. So, might have quite a few. Might be some getting left off the top 10. Okay. Yeah, I I plan on seeing Sicario. Um I think uh, I, my family were going to be traveling, but I think I'm going to try and convince my dad to go see Uncle Drew. <laughs> he doesn't go he to movies have... often, but I think he might find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a Nick Kroll in it, too, so mm-hmm. yeah, could be good. We'll see. Uh, yeah, until next time. <laughs> <laughs>